Welcome to the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight Podcast, the show that takes a deep dive into local businesses and the individuals that run our community. To guide you along the way, here's your host, Jacob Bittner. All right, welcome in. Welcome to the very first episode. It's finally happening. I've had a lot of help getting this together, as you heard in that produced, that well-produced intro I had from a couple community members. So big thank you to Dan Olson and Renee Erickson for helping me out with that intro music. I couldn't have done that without the help of everybody who's put in um, effort to, to make this thing happen. So big thank you to everybody. And the I'm here with... The one person I probably have to thank the most for this podcast happening, my best friend with the Beehive Tattoo Parlor, Sam Norman. How you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm very good. Very I'm good. excited for this, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be fun to get people on. Yep. Basically what the podcast, I mean, the name says it all. We're the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight. We're going to come in every week while well, we being me, I'm going to come in, sit down with a business owner or manager or prominent figure in the town and I'm just going to talk about how you know how they came to be why they're doing what they're doing get a little bit of their backstory Um, this episode will be probably one of the easier ones for me to record because I already know Sam's story so well because I grew up with him and I just know everything he has going on here I'm living in the basement now so um that's kind of how all this started. I have been away. I don't know if you guys, a lot of people listening probably know me. If you don't, um, my name is Jacob Bittner. I grew up in the area here, uh, went to high school around here in Fergus, then left, um, spent some time out West and now I'm back. Um, and just, I have a lot to owe this guy sitting across from me for, uh, helping me get my roots back here in Fergus. So, um, anyways, I just kind of want to introduce Sam a little here get a little bit about your backstory, tell people about, let's just start, let, we'll talk about the tattoo stuff in a little bit, but give them a little bit of a background about you, your artist life before tattooing, your family. Um, yeah. Why don't you just start with that? You grew up around here, obviously. I did. I yep. grew up, went to high school in Fergus and, uh, was kind of the weird kid growing up. Um, not super weird, but like artsy weird. Um, pretty much all my buddies, which were a lot of your same buddies, were all playing sports, football, hockey. I dabbled in that because that's what everyone was doing. But I was not good at it and not super interested in it. And I always stem back to art. So um, all those nights in my parents' basement or going to art classes or drawing random pictures for people turned into a business so so what was your your first venture wasn't tattooing it was pottery correct that's what you were kind of into first before you got into professional first venture? professional um venture per se yeah I, I was definitely interested in tattooing at a very young age or just drawing in general which turned into tattooing um because that was kind of a fun way of producing art i thought as a kid um, but really wasn't sure how to make a living at that as a, as a kid. So 
Um, I was definitely going to go into something with art. And when I went to college, I kind of stumbled into a pottery class. And that was sophomore year of college. Where did you go to college? Where'd you go to college at? M State. M State in Warren. Fergus. Well, that's oh, where oh, I started. Fergus, in Fergus. Yep. Okay. And then uh, I went to MSUM after that in Moorhead. Okay. okay. Um, and that's where my college career ended. Was MSUM. Okay. So you were doing the pottery thing. That was obviously you ran the other job. I know because I've done it with you. <laughs> yeah. Is cleaning sewers. How many yeah. sewers? How many sewers oh, have you cleaned God. in your life, Sam? That's no, I don't even that's know. where the that's where the real money came from to get the business started. Yeah, Let's be that's honest. True. That's it takes true. some. It takes dealing with some poop work before you get to yeah. chase your dreams. And so. honestly, the the sewer business was probably the main thing that drove me into running a business honestly mm-hmm. um i have no idea how many sewers is that cleaned, and that was the what what was it called electric eel yep um and who runs that is that still a company it's, that's going right it's now? still going uh my cousin jason now is the only guy running it and doing it okay um and he's just part-time now he's got a full-time job gotcha um, but that's that's still around. It's still yep. a legacy, and my, people still need their sewers yep. unplugged. <laughs> my, my mom's father started that as a side business. He was a a contracted plumber, so he owned a plumbing business, and the electric eel was his side business. Interesting. And then my mom's brother and my dad bought it from him, and then I worked for my dad, starting at like I was like I was like. 12 years old when I cleaned my first sewer with my dad. Nice, nice catch there, by the way, Sam. Yep, almost no almost dropped it, but this is going to be a clean and family-friendly podcast all the way through. That's our goal. The only editing that I'll be doing on this podcast is if someone slips up and swears. Otherwise, you guys are going to get everything unedited. We're not I, cutting anything up into TikTok videos. We're just a just an unedited, clean podcast. I was going to say so. fraud. <laughs> fraud. <laughs> right. So... Obviously, you're you're super stoked to not be cleaning sewers, getting into the tattoo business. What was that like? Let's transition into that a little bit. What does it take to get started in the tattoo business? You were obviously tattooing before you were legally allowed to do it. Yes, I, a I little was, bit. I was That's typically how people do it. I yes, think <laughs> kids don't do that. Don't do that. It's a bad way. It's fun. It sounds like a good idea. Like you buy equipment off Amazon. Um, but really if you're serious about getting into tattooing, that's the worst possible thing. So you're going to teach yourself really bad habits. You're going to give your buddies really bad tattoos that if you do find a profession in it, you're either going to have to get laughed at when they show it off or figure out a way to fix it. Um, so the best way is just do the right path, get an apprenticeship, focus on your drawing right now as you're younger, and then step into the professional world when you're ready for that. I have evidence on my <laughs> arm to prove what Sam just said. So, yes, there's a way to do everything. There's a million different ways to do everything. But um, so talk about talk about the B. Uh, first of all, talk about your apprenticeships, where you were at before the Beehive, and then talk about kind of why you started the Beehive. What you know, I want to hear. Give everybody the hit the story of the name behind it and. Just your transition into starting the business first. Okay. So should I start with my journey into tattooing? Start with your apprenticeship. Where was that at? And then your this, I think you had one other 
Did you just have one place you worked at before the Beehive, or did you have two shops? I, I had multiple before. Okay, let's hear um, them. Let's hear them if you can share them. My, my, so my basic journey was what I just told you guys not to do. I started tattooing at home. Um, started tattooing at the house we were living in during college. That's why all my buddies have tattoos that need work, or we've already worked on them. Um, that's when I found that pottery class at M State. Lori Shress was my teacher, um, a very influential person in my life. Um, she's kind of why I started following pottery as a career, um, just with dabbling tattooing on the side. But I had the mindset of like, I need a career and pottery was at an academic level. So it was e- easier for me to follow that. So I really kind of dropped tattooing after my interest in pottery and just like fully pursued that for four, maybe five years. Went all the way through and got my BFA in ceramics and then opened up like a pottery shop in town where I was teaching classes and making and selling pottery. Um, But that's when at that time I was still dabbling back and forth. I'd always get back into tattooing or want to do it at home again. Um, but it's not one of those things where you can just like do it on the weekends or evenings and make it work out. Um, so I, I really did. I was in my studio, which is like a block away from us right now where we're sitting. And that's the steel wheels building, that's right? You were building. in the, so yep. you, you were, it was, uh, what you rented, rented that space from Craig Gatner. Yep. 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 So you and were Craig, in that- Craig was, I was super helpful and like, yeah he knew what I was trying to do was going to be good. And he yeah. was a, a beneficial person. To have in my There's pocket. a lot of cool history in that building. I mean, yeah, I hope I get a chance to talk to him on this podcast at some point will. and get that, get the history of that. But, um, so go on, sorry, go on. Um, but I really had like a, I remember one night I was like opening a kiln and, um, there's like a backstory with this, but, um, I just like told myself that I was drawing, on a, like just a sketchbook and then I was waiting for my kill in the cool and I opened it and I was like, I, I just really want a tattoo. So I gave it one more like solid effort leading up to this. I had a couple like fake apprenticeships where I was hanging out in shops. Um, kind of, I was like telling people I was apprenticing, but I really wasn't. I was just hanging out cause I thought it was cool. Um, so after that day I went and just told myself I was going to like go at it one more like solid try. Like, give it everything I had. And if it worked out, that was going to be my path. And if it didn't, I would go back into pottery and make it work. So then I got my official apprenticeship at old crow tattoo that was in town. Um, Cause I, I, but you had a lot, I mean, you weren't, you were like a very good potter. Like you were very, very good at what you do in that too. So yeah. it was, um, I mean, you definitely, it's hard to make it in that industry and you were, it, it's amazing that you kind of had your choice and that just goes to show how savvy of an individual you are that you could have taken your career either direction right. had anything gone a little bit different or you know some events happened at different times in your life you could your career could have changed drastically so that's yeah. really cool that's yeah. a really cool thing that and now it's kind the, of flip-flop yep. i keep i still have my pottery equipment so like Instead of doing pottery and like wishing I was tattooing or like I'll do it one day, now I'm like tattooing full time and I still have my equipment. So I keep telling myself maybe I'll do it again one day on the side. But 
Nice. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> not enough, <laughs> not not enough, enough time. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do that. So let's see. You're the sole owner. It's a sole proprietorship, right? It is. Is that how, you, is how your business is structured? Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Sole proprietor is like our legal, like it's under my name, but uh, my wife, Abby, does like a lot right. of of stuff she she runs the, the shop, she so. runs the, the 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 numbers and the business yeah, the, she does she, she does fills out the, the forms yeah <laughs> she, she fills out the forms yeah. if it wasn't for her it wouldn't be as streamlined as we try right. to make it be so. right right and sole proprietor yeah. but dual dual right. proprietor in my mind right right absolutely absolutely um all right let's talk about this is a fun one for this episode specifically but let's talk about business location um <laughs> that you guys First, the history of where you were located, where you are now, and then I want to talk a little bit about the history of the building that we're in now. So, yeah, yeah talk about your old location, how that got started, and then what transitioned into you buying the building you're in now. Uh, the old location was on the opposite. I'm assuming everyone's going to kind of know the layout of fergus that's listening to this or maybe not hopefully maybe not, not. maybe we'll get a some lot ho- of people hopefully yeah. not hopefully yep. we get some people that are just you know if you don't know fergus falls <laughs> um i was on the way other end of town the north side you know, of town the north side i don't yep. know my directions <laughs> um but opening the business i wasn't quite sure i was gonna open it when we did um and i was living with my brother-in-law nick wall um, and me and him were throwing around the idea of opening the shop. Um, and he drove by, he owned sign work. So he d- drove to work one day and, um, after we had kind of committed to opening the business, uh, he sent me a picture of a building that was for rent. And I, I called the number that was on the sign and went down there and, um, Looked at it and I, I walked in the door with the guy and looked around for like 10 seconds. I was like, yeah, we'll take it. We're going to do this. And that was the front part of that building. Yep. Where it's now they're cutting hair. I think they're cutting hair in that spot now yeah. that you guys were in originally. And that was just you and Abby in there? It, yep. It was just it, us. Yep. And Abby's, Abby so it was, was just doing like a, a one yep. main lobby room and then it had two smaller. It was like a really tiny apartment is basically what, what it was. Okay. Um, so it's just me and her, like at this point, obviously we didn't know what was going to happen. Like if this is going to work or whatnot. So we, we started pretty small. I knew, I knew yeah. what was going to happen. <laughs> Your true. friends knew what was going to happen yeah, for sure. That's for true. sure. That's we did. <laughs> I, I did not. At this point I was very scared, but, yeah, I bet. um, that's how business works. Like if it's yeah. not scary, you're not doing something right. Is, that's right. Is how I feel about it. Absolutely. Um, so we were there for... Uh, about two years, I would say. Um, and then we brought on a second artist, probably a year and a half into the business, Eddie Lafond. He's God. Look him up. That's what the editing is for. It's all right. That's what the editing is for. It's all right. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> um, so we brought him on and we were a little tight in that space, but we made it work for uh, another year, year and a half, maybe. Um, but then Jesse Harlow joined our crew, and at that point, when he was going to start tattooing, um, that little room wasn't going to house all three of us. So, um, the spot right behind where we were renting before opened up, and that was like one big open room. 
So we adjusted and moved our space to that back room in the same building. Um, and we tattooed out of there for about a year. Um, and then ended up, my five-year plan at the beginning of opening the business was to own a location, um, which that'll come up at the end of this year. Your Give five us, years is up at the end of this year. Yeah. Nice o- job. October. There you go. 23. Nice. Um, but a lot of things happened in this building that we're sitting in right now. Came yeah. up for sale and um, I got the guys together, Jesse and Eddie and Abby. And we came and looked at it kind of as a starter point to like look at some real estate and get my realtor to like send us some commercial properties. But we walked in and just like the first time. We you just like, love making decisions in like 10 seconds. Yeah. Huh? Or just like the thing is, I think <clears throat> when when things start to happen for you is when you know you're on the right path. When everything starts falling into place, everything, that's how life should work. You know, when something's right, it's, it happens. That's the best thing I can say is, and that's just the truth. I feel that in my personal life right now with the way this is coming together me coming back to town, um, getting an opportunity to live here in the basement. I don't know how long people, this building here has a huge history. Yeah, it this, does. This little blue building here has a huge history. I think the most common thing people say when they uh, hear it that you moved in is, oh, you moved into the podiatrist. The foot doctor. The foot doctor yep. or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah, well, we're not a foot doctor anymore. But but it'll be cool in like 20, 30, 50 years when people talk about this building and be like, oh, that was the tattoo shop. That was the tattoo shop. It's not That's the foot right. doctor anymore. So it's cool because it's almost a 100-year-old building or it's coming up on 100 it's, years old. I think it's or maybe more it's than o- over yeah. 100 years old. I okay. think 1919. Was... Over a, wow. Okay. So it's over a 100-year-old building. They've had – I wish I had the sheet in front of me for that that list that listed all of the businesses that were in this location because uh, when you bought it, they they provided you with the history of the location, which yeah, was really the cool. previous owners did, but which it was, was really neat. You know, Fergus Falls started out. The history of Fergus Falls goes has deep roots as a logging town, and that's why everything was based originally in the early 1900s around the logging in this area. So this was, was a sawmill, and it was because of the river. Oh, well, I'm sure it was because of the river, and because everything that's now farmland around here used to be trees like there used to be plentiful trees all over minnesota so we logged out this area so this building was a sawmill which for for many years in like that like mid 1900s uh time and then i think it sort of took turns like it looked like it hopped around to a bunch of different stuff like i said i wish i had that sheet but there was a some there was a foot doctor in here there was a bunch of like uh antiques some good like there was it was a thrift store at one point but i want to say there was like it was mainly an industrial building for like fabrication fabrication selling steel industry stuff um so yeah it'll be really interesting to take this to to create a new history with this building we're gonna you're gonna rebrand it next year on the outside yeah we are that's gonna be fun and and you know get it get it popping and bright a little bit and that history we tore it we tore this building apart when we remodeled it we did we found a lot of history in here. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's, 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 that's what I'm most excited for. I think in this whole series is getting to know the history of the locations that yeah. the businesses are in and, the, and like kind of digging into the history of Fergus Falls a little bit and what it, 
what the industries used to look like and now what businesses look like in Fergus Falls, which I think is going to be really, really cool. It's going to get even better. That's I'm really excited about the future of business in Fergus Falls. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't be doing this. That's right. So, um, anyways, let's get into a little bit about your the products and services you offer. Obviously, you do tattoos. Yep. So what else do you have going on in the building? Abby does some stuff some stuff that's a little different than just i mean she tattoos on eyebrows yep. which microblading sounds sketchy as all get out <laughs> if you ask me but let's talk about just the whole the business as a whole you got eddie and jesse offering did it like maybe like a the specific uh services or skills that each artist has yeah do, do so artists specialize in different things I, I would label it as like a style right um yep so Eddie is really leaning towards like black and gray illustrative realism. Um, Jesse's mainly lettering, a little bit of black and gray, a little bit of color. He's still a little new in the industry. So we're kind of trying to figure out his main um, style that he's going to focus on. Um, I'm more based into like uh, illustrative color. I love working with color. Okay. Um, which is, it, it's good. It works out in our favor as a tattoo shop that we have like diverse artists right. that are really good at each style. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that's basically for now, like our products that we offer is like the styles on tattoos, but we have a lot of stuff coming up in the future that. Right. We'll get into that. We got a section. It's yeah. coming up. The future outlook. That. The future outlook is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that. I like that. I like that. So um, microblading microblading yeah what is that all about it is i'm not the the best one to describe it but um basically it's for well mainly females men can get it too but um (laughs) it's for a lot of more of the older generation of women that have like weak or no eyebrows okay um and abby offers a couple different styles like a powder brow or a microbladed brow, um, she can describe those better than I can. I don't really know. Yeah. No, I uh, like I like this. So I'm enjoying yeah. hearing yep. you describe the different <laughs> kinds of eyebrow yeah. <laughs> treatments. I, I honestly didn't until she started like studying this and like taking some classes on it. I didn't even know women like sometimes didn't have eyebrows because they hide it with makeup. But what Abby does is just put on like a permanent eyebrow, so when they wake up, they don't have to do it in the morning. It's just there. Yeah. That's yeah, and it cool. looks it looks real like how she does it, it looks real it looks like little fine hairline nice. strokes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of very interesting to watch. A lot of pressure on her. Compared a lot to, of I wouldn't want that pressure when no, I'm tattooing. No, I have a little more like, freedom than what yeah, she has. Yeah, it seems like if you make a mistake, you can cover it up, you can fix it. She better not make a mistake on somebody's yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. But she does so, good mapping but she's, out the face. She's good at it though. Yeah, she's so very that's good awesome. At it. That's awesome. Uh and, you know, she's got lots of experience in it if you guys need that service done. So, all right. You talked. We already touched on your key employees. We already touched on all that. Let's get into that business future outlook here and talk a little bit about your growth opportunities and some of the plans for your new products or services. Growth opportunities. Mainly the biggest growth opportunity I see is like a standalone building that we just got. Um because before we were kind of in this like tin industrial looking building. If you drive by, you don't know what it is. 
Um, you definitely don't know a tattoo shop is there until you get to, especially our second location. Um, the owner didn't want like a bunch of signage or like branding, branding on the outside, which I can respect. That's it's his building. Um, so you didn't really know a tattoo shop was there until you came through our door on the side of the building. And once you get through that door, then like you're into this world of tattoos and looks like a tattoo shop, which the main benefit of this building is it's going to look like a tattoo shop. Like if you're driving down the street, you're like, Oh, that's an artsy looking, that must be a tattoo shop. Right. And it's going to be, and we're here on Junius Avenue just off of, um, what's this main road that runs that the higher grounds and steel Um, wheels is on. I don't know. We're right by the police station. here. No, it's a mill. Maybe mill. The hospital's on it, so I should probably We're really close here. We're right here on, (laughs) we're right here by, uh, like in between, uh, higher grounds and the police station, right in the bimbo bakery parking lot. We live in Fergus, so we don't know the street names. We just know how to get there. Right. Exactly. Um, but so that's huge. And I know, I want to talk about the clothing line. They don't know about the clothing line. They don't know about it yet. And that's what we're going to talk about because it's just a thought. It's like, um, what were we talking about? Maybe like like growth and everything. A little bit of growth, yeah. Yep. So so what is you have aspirations of, of making like a, a, a hive wear clothing line? Is that yep. is that You're maybe giving away a lot of secrets? I know. A lot, I know. Of, a lot of hints are coming. I on this know. I know. Good. That's good. That's what it's for. But well, and and mainly, I'll I'll bring it back a couple of steps. Like a business um, spotlight podcast. Um, I feel like um, an entrepreneurial mindset um where you're running a business and your whole life is kind of devoted to running a business um once that's up and running successfully and you can maintain that um growth as it's coming in um your next key element is like opening something like you get hungry for the next thing Mm. um and the the clothing line is like the next thing that's in my horizon because one we don't have a whole lot of clothing options in our area, um, like shoes or hats or we got like the basic needs. Like you can go to Walmart and get nice, comfortable clothes, but I would like to bring in like really nice, comfortable, artsy clothwear um, that have like designs on them that follow seasons or a series of artwork that we want to put out in the community on a t-shirt or a pair of pants or a jacket or a hat or like just like really cool fun stuff to wear that's yeah. not just like a plain white or blue or black t-shirt i like it no i think it's going to be cool it's, i it will be cool. i yes. hope that this i hope that we're able to take this little seed of an idea and and grow it into something really big we, because i will. think that the i think that the hiveware has a lot of potential so other than that let's talk about um business future outlook let's talk about do you have any like open new positions anything you're looking to like maybe expand on within your existing shop here main one is a piercer okay we do have to get a a professional piercer in the area and i would like the beehive to house them for that because we have you have an extra room upstairs yeah we 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 built an extra room all set up ready built a specific room for a piercer to come in that's been like a main goal for me for a while now and what do you feel like is the biggest hurdle 
because Fergus doesn't have it's it's hard to find people who have experience in that. Yeah. And, and it doesn't exist in Fergus because Fergus doesn't have anyone doing piercing. So you can't like you can't train poach, someone. You can't and you can't poach somebody from another shop locally because there's no one there's nothing that exists. Yeah. There's, so, there's not a piercer. So we want to we want to <clears> bring that to your community and offers that that service right. to them. So what um, I guess what are you looking for then? If in, someone's in listening. A piercer? Yeah. Um, what are you looking for? Someone that's we're we're more of like a a family chill home base shop really um in the tattoo world it can go like a couple different ways where you're like a wild outgoing partying artist kind of type thing but we're more we're focused on our artwork and like what we're doing for our day job and then all of us have kids so that's like our right main main focus so we kind of want someone to come to our area that's a little more low key and focused on their work and uh, ready to be busy. Cause whoever comes here and pierces and Fergus is going to be pretty slammed. Yeah. Oh Very slammed. yeah. It's going to be, <laughs> they're going to be backed out far. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know. I have the, the little bit I've witnessed. You have a lot of people asking about piercings. We do every day. A lot of, a lot of people on Facebook wondering about it. Lots of stuff going on. So that is absolutely an opportunity that'll happen before hive before the clothing for sure i'm ideally yeah. right that's ideally the, yeah. that's what that's like the the next step is like let's get someone in here piercing yeah but it's got to be the right person you don't want to just hire it's got there's I'm, a lot I'm of very... people in that piercing world that you probably might be hesitant to want to bring into your shop yeah and there there has been a couple like coming back to like running a business um tattooing is like a fun like you you're a tattoo artist that's what you do for a living like you draw pictures for a living um a lot of people that want to do it like they're drawing pictures and they think it's easy to get into but i'm pretty stern on who i bring in um to work with us because we have a pretty specific way of how we want things done and the work ethic around here so we have had a couple interested people in in the piercing position, but they didn't quite fit our business plan. Right. So. I I know the right person will come along. They might even be listening. They could. Who knows? They might even be listening right now. Come bring your so, application if you're it, listening. Yep. Yeah, if you've got experience as a piercer, come talk to Sam. Yeah, for sure. All right. Anything else you want to talk about on the future outlook before we move on or the current op? I'd be like, like the current operations, future outlook. Do you have anything you want to talk about before we move on? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Think we're we we're just going to kind of, we're going to streamline, obviously moving to a new location is going to take some time to like calm the waters. We want to make sure everything's running like smooth. And, and we're talking, I mean, this is a business podcast. So like if we're talking about the numbers here, yeah, this was a no-brainer move as far as moving in here, getting me into the basement, paying rent. Yep, you have reduced your co- monthly cost on the space that you're gonna rent drastically. Yep. so everything is seems like it's just going good here. What do you feel like? Now I'm a I'm an ec- I'm an economics guy. I love looking at the economy. What do you think? 
how do you think the beehive would do if we were to enter a like major recessionary period in the United States? Uh, obviously, it could hurt our business because it's a, a fun money spending business. No one needs a tattoo. Um, so on the list of, of needs, we would be checked off. Pretty quick. Probably. Pretty quick, I would think. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we, we have a couple things like on the back burner that would be like a recovery for something like that if people weren't able to come book tattoos. I mean, we're talking and, about a guy that's you're booked out. How many? How far out is your schedule right now? Uh, it usually floats around like six, eight months. And if they wanted like to get an appointment with Jesse or, I mean, Eddie's booked out a little further than Jesse. Yep. But if they wanted to get Eddie, like an appointment Eddie's, here, what's the? I mean, he's, what's he's the pretty f- close to mine? Probably like five, six months too. Okay. Um, Jesse's still taking on a lot of the the smaller projects. Um. So he books out like probably about two months. Okay. Um, which is still... So, I mean, because I'm, I'm under the understanding we're already in a recession. The yeah. United States is already pulling back. I think that people are already tightening on their spending quite a bit. And the fact that you're booked out, we're talking you're booked out half a year out or almost... I mean, you could be booked out a full year out if you wanted to, you know, like so... I I wouldn't be too worried about that, but it, it absolutely is. We're talking lucrative spending. Every yep. you know, you're not talking about food, water, shelter. You're talking about tattoos, which is at the end of the day something that could go quick. So I like what you, I like where your mind's headed with the expanding um, <clears throat> into something else. Um, you know, you've yeah. got a little bit of protection here with the getting into the being a landlord now. You yeah. know, so well, and we we look at those numbers quite a bit, or um, like watch what's happening in our community and in the world too. So we tr- kind of base our pricing on making it as affordable as we can, right, for clients too, right, We're not gouging clients for tattoos or right. Um, that that's a big part of my business plan. I look at that stuff quite a bit, right. Cool. All right, so. This section here, uh, we're going to call it the listener call to action. What, how can the people get a hold of you? Do you, I mean, if you have any promotions, if you're highlighting any special services, any upcoming events, this is a section to talk about that, how people can get involved. Okay. Obviously you're booked out six months. So if you want a tattoo, get on the list. But yeah. And the best way to do that is to contact our shop like via Facebook or stopping in the shop is obviously the best way. Come in. in. Yeah. Come in, in and talk to an artist. Coming in is the best yep. way. You get to meet us. We get to meet you. Um, a little more technical. We get to see, like we look at people's skin when we meet them. Right. Like, it's, that's everybody has that a, we're going to work Everybody on, has so. a different tone. Everybody has a different canvas. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Um, like texting the artist or like Snapchat is the worst. People Snapchat us all the time and like ask for an appointment. We'll open it. It goes away. We forget about it. There been, yeah, don't Snapchat us anymore. Who I'm, is I'm sorry if this is you, but a lot of people do. And I try to refer them the nicest way I can. Like, hey, message our business. Because um, a lot of times it's at night and then I get here the next day and it's gone. I forget. And it's yeah, gone. I forgot, you know? <laughs> or they text me and right. my texts are backed up. I have like 90 right. unopened messages. So use the business page and the the best line i like to say is um like if you have a cavity 
you don't Snapchat your dentist <laughs> to get it filled. You call the dentist's office and they book you an appointment. And they schedule an appointment. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works. Yep. Yep. That's what you want. You don't want to be – and that's what I love about everything you've done. I love about how the building looks. It feels professional. It doesn't feel like some grungy, hole-in-the-wall, druggy is doing tattoos for (laughs) you. You know, like – because that stuff gets – there's some sketchy – there are some sketchy operations out there in this industry. And that's just – you have a very, very professional feel to what you do. You have some – professionalism with you as an individual that I think is very, very awesome to see. And, yeah. you know, so you're doing very good. You're going to continue to thrive in this town for sure. I, um, I will do my best. Absolutely. All right. Well, what else you got? Let's hear Sam. I want to hear before we get out of here, I want to hear your best business advice. You've given some good nuggets here already. My best business best, advice. And, and we never touched on the name. I want to, I got to get the background on the beehive name. The beehive name. Yeah, the um, beehive name. And I know it's a personal thing. No, that's so good. talk about what you want to talk about, about with that, but but get it out there because it's it's very cool. It makes mm-hmm. me it kind of it kind of tears me up every time when I think about <laughs> when I think about the history of this business and how big it's become. Yeah. Um it means it, I I know that the name means a lot. Yeah. So let's hear about and it. And I I can ramble about this for yeah. a long time, but the beehive tattoo parlor um like really when you think of a tattoo shop that's not on the list of like what a tattoo shop should be named the beehive doesn't make sense for a, a tattoo shop until you're here and experience it and then once you get the full experience of like being in the beehive then it's just like an everyday word really it's like the the beehive tattoo parlor it's just part of the vocab vocabulary now right. um but that came from my dad who both my parents were super supportive growing up with art. Um, and I didn't quite understand that till I was older and had a, a daughter myself, like how supportive they were of me. Um, and I ran into it a couple of times where younger kids are wanting to get into art and the parents are instantly like, oh, what are you going to do? How are you going to pay your bills? What are you going to do for a career? But my parents were never like that. It was always sketchbooks and colored pencils and legos for christmas or birthday gifts um but the the beehive name came uh, a couple years before my dad had passed away he got into um, beekeeping Um, and he was like a go for it guy like once he got into something that was his endeavor and he he pursued it to all ends Um, so when he got into beekeeping he was just obsessed with them um, like if we couldn't find him, if my mom made supper and tried to figure out where my dad was to have him come inside and eat, she would just like look down our hill at where the hives were and he'd be sitting in his little lawn chair looking into the <laughs> hive, you know, and then he'd come in and be like, oh, they did this. The little garter bees at the entrance were kicking this one bee out. We're like, dad, we're like, we don't care. Like, we don't know anything about bees, right. but he just knew everything about he loved, them. He loved the bees. Yeah. He loved them. Yeah. Um, and then, so after he passed, the the bees were our family's like little sacred mesh message. Or when a bee was around, we're like, oh, there's Scotty oh. checking us out. You know, like every family has that right. with their past loved ones. Um, but I was always busy working on some, doing some, and so my mom nicknamed me Busy Bee, which is like my tag name for everything now. Huh. Um, so initially I was going to call it busy bee tattoo, which 
um, after talking to Nick and Abby when we were discussing like opening the the shop, I think I think it was Nick. It might have been Abby, but they were like, "Well, where does the busy bee go? It goes to the beehive." And like once they said that, I looked up and I was like, "The beehive tattoo. That's that's what it's going to be." Nice. Um, so really, it's it's uh, kind of a thing for the memory of my dad. Yeah. The the name, but. What a guy. Hey, what a yeah. guy Scotty <laughs> was, dude. He was a man growing up and getting to interact with him and just see the um carefree, happy but hard life, but very hard working. Always working on something. Always always tinkering with this or that or teaching us kids about different stuff. Yeah. Um it was just yeah. He's a guy the world misses misses dearly. Oh yeah, for sure, misses dearly. So and it's awesome kinda, that his legacy is 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 kind of living through here in yeah. this place. It really oh, yeah. is for sure. That's what it is. It's yep. his legacy um, living on. So and he's kind of one that I I think he probably knew that like um he was molding me and my brother into like being business owners. Right. Um, especially working for him with the sewer company and then him kind of handing me the reins to take that over. At a very, I bought that from him when I was 17. So, hmm. which now, looking at what 17 year olds are doing, that was a huge step. But for me, that was just like growing up. Hmm. Like you work for your dad and you <clears> buy their <throat> business and then you keep going with life. But that's life. that's not a yeah. real common right. thing. Right. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. A lot of people end up just, we need people working for the man. And we yep. need people running the world and we need people in all those jobs that are jobs to keep the, you know, to add oil to our economy and keep the world flowing as it should and uh, give us access to the daily goods and services we have. But it, it, it takes a special kind of individual with a special type of upbringing and a, and a really good high quality set of parents to produce an entrepreneur. Yeah. So Scotty was a he was a great guy. Linda too. Linda is oh, yeah. Linda's an amazing woman. Yeah. I love Linda she's, so much. She's still the so, number one supporter. Absolutely. <laughs> Linda's in here. She's great. I love Linda. So All right. Let's get it then. Best business advice. What do you got for us? Um follow what you're passionate about. You know, if you're passionate about something, it's going to be hard to mold that into a business, but if you love it and you're like driven to do it, put everything you got into making it happen. Right. And it's going to be scary. There's going to be like a bunch of bumps on the road. Could be broke for a while, but if you're passionate about it and really want to make it happen, you're going to make it happen. A lot of people I feel like are scared. It's easier to like go get a paycheck and collect that every couple of weeks and it's way more stable. But why not do something you love doing? I love it. I like it. All right. Biggest mistake. Biggest mistake. Biggest mistake. What do you wish you would have avoided in business? Whether it be um, this business or previous businesses. Biggest mistake. I'm going to have to like take my own advice of what I just said is not pursuing it mm. sooner than I did. Okay. Because um, I was not super confident and kind of worried about how I'd make a living with it, but... I could have done it at a younger age, but I was nervous to do that. Right. Um, if I could have just like grasped that 
willpower to do it sooner. Right. That would have been gold. But timing is everything. But timing was good. Timing Every everything everything. I went through, like schooling and maturing, like maybe it wouldn't have worked out as good as it did right. now because I would have... I would have branded wrong. I wouldn't have called it the BI. It would have been um, like skull tattoos or something, <laughs> you know, like some tattoo related. But, right. Um, but yeah, biggest advice is just follow your passions. Everyone's passionate about something. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone is. Everyone There's not is. a single person that's not passionate about something. So Right. Absolutely. All right. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? I think that was pretty good. That's about forty-five minute episode. That's about easy enough to listen to. Yeah, I think so. I hope. I think people are going to enjoy hearing that story. I, I enjoyed are. hearing it, and I knew it. So that's true. I loved it. Um, I'm excited to see what uh, comes with this. It's fun watching you build this, and what you got set up for us here is like really professional looking. And I, I think Fergus is really going to benefit from you bringing this to us no one's done this before so yeah it's gonna be fun to hear everyone's story yeah i can't wait for the next person to come on so i can hear their story it is it is gonna be fun i am super excited to get some participants on here i've been talking with some people i think i have one other guest that's on the schedule like officially on the schedule here for a couple, maybe like a week or so out from now. So you guys will get this episode here. It's like early Jan, January, second, third week, second week of January. So you guys will get this episode and then you'll get another one with Dan Olson, the man who did the help me with the intro here. So you guys will get that one. And then I've, I've got lots of people I'm talking with right now. So there's definitely going to be some good content, I think, coming up here. Um, if you're interested in getting on, the uh, way to, the best way to contact me is ffbspodcast at gmail.com. So ffbspodcast at gmail.com. It'll be in the show description as well. But just message me. Say, hey, this is what I do. This is the business I have. I'd love to get on and share that story. And we'll get to all you guys eventually. That's what this is going to be about. I'm, gonna, I'm happy to do multiple episodes a week if people want to do it there might be weak gaps in between these episodes if i don't have guests lined up but regardless oh yeah we'll get some we'll get some guests lined up i'm sure so anyways thank you guys so much for listening join us join us next time sam thank you i'll be there listening after it's done all right all right have a good one